How's everybody doing this evening? Good, good. Man, I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys this evening. Uh, I'm going to be preaching on uh, calling. As you may know, we are in a little sermon series right now called It's Not a Vibe. And I, I really like this sermon series so far. Uh, it's talking about how when we come to church or maybe you're listening to a worship song, you get this good feeling inside. You're like, man, this is such a good vibe. But it's not just a vibe. It's, it's God. I believe it's intentional. The Holy Spirit is moving through these things, and it's intentional. It's not just a vibe. It's God. And tonight, we are going to be, well, let's recap. Last week, we talked about attitude and how our attitude isn't a vibe. We can determine our attitude. And like what we, how are, what is it? What was it? I can't remember. How our attitude uh, is, is how what will get out of a situation. And I really like that because we, we can't always uh, control what happens to us, but we can always control how we react. And that's our attitude. We can always control how our attitude is. And in the week before, we talked about love and how love is in a vibe. And we, we are called to love no matter what, no matter who they are, no matter their political view, their sexuality, their race, no, their background, we're called to love them no matter what. And I love that. And tonight, we're talking about calling. And calling is not a vibe. Yeah, maybe you're here and you're like, I've grown up in church. I hear this all the time. Actually, you mentioned the word calling. It kind of scares me a little bit because I don't know what my calling is. That's okay because I believe God is going to reveal that in his timing. And just because you don't know you're calling it doesn't mean you're any less of a Christian. And then maybe you hear your newer to church scene. You're like, ah. What is calling? Like, are you, you saying someone's trying to call me? Like, do I need to go to the back and answer my phone? Like, who's calling me? It, it isn't a calling like that. It's something we use in church that is we believe that God will, like, place something on your heart that you are supposed to do and that we're called to do. But we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 9. Before we get into it, uh, I just want to give a little background on what's happening in this book, in this letter. So the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. And Timothy is a young leader in the church. He's a pastor. And the church is in very strong, like, persecution at this time. If you don't know anything about, like, the Roman Empire, at this time, like, the Roman Emperor Nero is, like, issuing, we need to stop the spread of Christianity. Like, we're going to do whatever we can to stop this. We can't have this happening anymore. And this is what Timothy's going through, and Paul writes to him uh, about, like, just to encourage him to remind him where he got this calling from, because I'm sure he's doubting, like, man, what am I doing? Like, this is going on outside the church, and not only what's happening outside the church with the persecution, inside the church, there's these false teachers that are coming in, these uh, fake preachers, these fake religious people who are trying to tear Timothy down, tear down his reputation and his uh, just his reputation and making him not be the Christian, the leader that he is. And they're doing this and sharing a gospel for their own good instead of for the good for the uh, kingdom. And so Paul's writing to Timothy to remind him who gave him his calling, why he was called. And it's just, I believe it's just as relevant as it was 2,000 years ago as it is today. So we're going to read this, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 9. Here we go. I'm going to read it here because it's easier to read. Who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, 
which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So this verse, so Paul is writing to Timothy, and when he says who called him, it's God who called him. It wasn't just an emotion he felt at like a, at a camp service or a church service. It was a call, like it was God. It was God's voice that spoke to him. So I'm going to talk about that this evening, about how when we get called, it isn't just the emotion we feel, but it's an actual calling from God. So Lord, we thank you for this evening. Father, I thank you for every single student that is in here. Father, I pray in these next few moments that maybe there's some here who don't know their calling. Lord, I pray that tonight is the night that they, you will reveal it to them. Or maybe there's some here that are doubting their calling. Lord, I pray that you encourage them and remind them who you say they are and who what you've called them to and that they were made for such a time as this. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So when we're talking about calling, I feel like I have to share like my story about when I was called to be a youth pastor. So I was the same age as many of you in this room. I was 14. I was like in eighth grade, going out of my eighth grade, going into freshman year of high school. And I remember we were at this camp service or this retreat, technically. And we were at pre-service prayer. And I was in the back of the room. It was very much like an evening like this. And I was in the back laying on my face because when I pray, I have to like lay flat on my face so there's no distractions and because otherwise, oh, what's that, rabbit, uh, squirrel? I, I get distracted very easily, so I have to isolate everything and make myself bury my face in the floor and pray to God. So I was doing that. I was in the back of the room doing that, and I was praying. I, I don't even remember who the speaker was that night. don't remember what they preached on. don't remember what worship songs they sang that night. All I can remember is laying in the back of the room, and God just laying something on my heart. And sometimes you'll, you'll hear, like, people talk about, the Lord spoke to me, and I heard. When you hear God speak to you, it isn't always a loud, booming voice. Sometimes it's just God just, like, laying something on your heart, and you just can't shake it. You're like, why am I thinking about this? Where did this come from? Like, what in the world? But I was laying there, and I felt God lay, Luke, I want you to be a youth pastor. And I was like, sweet, bet, like, all I know of a youth pastor is they, they hang out with students, they go to the Donald, and they eat cheeseburgers, or they play uh, some ping pong. Not like, I love ping pong, I love McDonald's, and I just love hanging out with people. So I'm like, bet, I can do that. And uh, so I, I, get, I get done praying, I'm like, okay, cool, so what do I need to do next? So I wait till the end of the service, I'm like, huh, that's still cool, still like on my heart heavy, like, this is what I think I'm supposed to do with my life. And it's crazy, I'm 14, I'm like, I ain't got 10 years until I can worry about being a youth pastor because I have the rest of high school, I have college. and But in that, I was like, you know, I think I need to tell my youth pastor, let him know what God is doing in my life. And I would go back to him on, at the time, as, uh, my youth pastor, his name was Matt. So I was like, hey, Pastor Matt, uh, I just want to let you know that I feel like God's calling me to youth ministry. And he's like, Luke, that's so awesome. Like, I could see that in you. I could see, like, the leadership qualities that you have already. I'm like, I'm 14. What do you mean what leadership qualities I have? I was like, he, like, spoke into me, poured into me. And from that, a couple minutes, or a couple, couple minutes, a couple months went by, and uh, he began, uh, like, a junior high service at our church on a Sunday morning. And he came to me. He said, hey, Luke, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about starting this uh, junior high service. We're going to call it 5-8 on Sunday mornings, and I want you to be involved, because I know, I remember you coming to me at that retreat and saying, you feel called to be a youth pastor, and I think this is a great opportunity 
for you to uh, just learn what it means to be in youth ministry and what it means to be a youth pastor. And I was like, sweet, let's do it. Like, I'm going to go play some ping pong with some junior high students. Let's do it. And so I said yes and come to realize you don't just play ping pong with students. You have to stack and uh, put chairs out, which is a whole lot of fun. And uh, that's, I actually enjoy putting out chairs. Like, I've learned, like, there's more to just putting out a chair than just setting it where it belongs. Like, you get to pray over the seat, and the student is going to sit there and, like, it's, it's just really cool. I'm over-spiritualizing it. I'm really good at that. But, <laughs> but so I, I began doing that, and he's like, Luke, you're, you're doing a great job setting up the chairs. I'm like, thank you. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And he's like, you know what? I want you to, to uh, start researching, like, youth games, like, fun games we could do. Uh, as a group. And I said, okay, I can do that. So I started getting on the Googles and uh, youth games. What can we play for junior high students? And I come up with like a list of like four or five games. Like, oh, these are great. I can't wait to bring these to Pastor Matt. And I did that. And a couple weeks went through. I helped them get all the supplies that were needed for the games, make sure everything was in place. And in a couple weeks, he's like, Luke, you've been doing a great job with that too. How about you uh, lead the game? And I was like, okay. I've never done that. I've never really spoke on a microphone. So I'm sure it was like, well, hello, guys. Um, welcome to a youth group. And I just can't wait to play some games with you this morning. And I'm sure it was very monotone, no energy at all. And I, just think about it. I really wish I could, like, go back and watch me do it because I'm sure it was hysterical. So, <laughs> but I did that. And after a while, I obviously got better. The more I did it, the more I, like, grew into a personality of who I am today. And he's like, Luke, that was really great. Um, we're going to have you now. What about you do, like, praying over the offering and, like, encourage the students to give? So I'm like, okay, I can do that. And he's like, just, just make it a couple minutes. Like, pick out a verse on maybe, like, what generosity is. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I, I did that. I got decent at that. And he's like, you're doing great. You know what? I'm going to have you preach a sermon. And I said, oh, a, a, a sermon. And he's like, yeah, a sermon. I'm like, so I have to preach for like, what, 15, 20 minutes? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And what am I supposed to preach on? He's like, I don't know. You tell me. I'm like, you're giving me, at this time, I'm like 15 and like 16 years old. He's like, you're giving a 15 or 16-year-old the chance to speak on whatever. So I probably preached on like the armor of God or something, something simple. And turned out to be only five minutes long. And I was supposed to preach for 15 to 20 minutes, people. And you're probably like, wow, Luke, you have done really good. You've doubled your time since you started preaching. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've been practicing, if you can't tell. Thank you. Thank you. But <laughs> I've been preaching for like 10 minutes. That's why I said that. But, <laughs> but I've I grown in my gifts. And just like you, maybe you're here and you're like, I feel called to ministry. I want to encourage you to get around someone that is like a Pastor Jeremy who is great, and he's going to help you develop your gifts. If you were called to ministry of youth ministry or maybe just the ministry in general, you don't know what part yet, I say go talk to Pastor Jeremy and ask, tell him he's going to want to help you grow and become a leader. Maybe you're called to worship ministry. Talk to Pastor Nick or uh, Kristen about what you can do to lead worship. Maybe you play an instrument, you play piano or sing, like whatever it may be, you should talk to them and put yourself around them so you can grow. See, I've never, I wouldn't have grown and who I am today if I didn't put myself around people like that. So after I got in, out of high school, I went into college. And 
I was like, ah, I'm on my fast track. I got my plan. I'm going to be a youth pastor after I graduate college. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I get out of college. I I graduate with my associate's degree. And I'm like, okay, this is my time. I'm going to start applying for a youth pastor position. So I apply. I send out my resume. I'm like, oh, yes, it's going to be so good. Yeah. And I get nothing. Like, no response. I'm like, what the heck's going on, God? It's got to be a youth pastor. Like, what's happening? So I began doubting the calling that God put on my life when I was 14 years old. And in that, I, I, I didn't, like, run, but, I, like, I doubted. So I'm like, you know what? I still have two years left in college. I'm going to f- finish out my last two years. Instead of doing church ministry or youth ministry degree, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to be a counselor because I feel like, Counseling is something I could do. I feel like I'd be good at it. I'm good at listening. Like, I'm good at listening, and then I think I give some wisdom to people after I get done listening. But I, so I'd sign up to be in the counseling course at the school. And I'm doing that. I'm like, man, what am I doing? Like, I don't like any of these classes. Like, you're telling me I have to listen to people and, like, listen to their problems and, like, listen to all the way through before I give them advice. Like, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So one night at the church I'm serving at in college, I go, go, it's like a pre-service prayer, just like the first night when I was called. I went back to the room, laid down, the same exact posture that I was that night. And I said, God, I don't know what world's going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I feel like I knew what I was supposed to do, but I'm here. I feel like I'm ready, but I don't know. Like, and in that moment, God, in his... Because what he, who he is, he reminds me. He's like, Luke, I've never forgotten about your calling. I have never doubted you about, doubted that you could do what I've called you to do. I didn't remove it because I thought you couldn't. But I've been preparing you. See, if you get something, a good thing, at the wrong time, it's a curse. And looking back, if I were to get a youth pastor position two years ago, it would have been terrible. I would have failed. And it was it was God protecting me, and not only just protect me from failure, but for me to grow and become more of a better leader and to just grow in general as a mature, because I was only 20 years old. I wasn't ready for, to lead a youth ministry. But in that, God has taught me to trust the process. And maybe you're hearing like, you're like, I'm called to be a youth pastor, but I'm still in high school. Well, good. I think you should put yourself around people like Jeremy or Pastor Nick, or a leader in the church that will help you develop the gifts. And I feel like just like I was doubting my calling, Timothy was doubting his calling in 2 Timothy. Sorry, that's always so awkward when you take a drink. So, (laughs) sorry, I apologize. But I believe Timothy was doubting just like I was, and maybe you are in this room, like, I felt like I was called, and I was at this awesome youth service. Uh, Pastor Josh Wilborn a couple weeks ago talked about, like, being called a missionary, to be a missionary to full-time ministry. You're like, man, that was awesome. And I felt like I should have went forward. But I didn't because I was like, I didn't know if it was just an emotion, like emotional high that I was getting, or if it was actually God. And I feel like Paul's writing to remind Timothy that it was God who called you. So let's look at that. And uh, my first point, well, it isn't really a point. But it says, so God who saved us and called us to a holy calling. See, if you feel like God's called you something, it's a holy calling because God is holy. And God will equip you for that holy calling. Maybe you don't know what your calling is yet. 
Your whole, like the holy calling is to live a holy life. See, that's one of the most difficult things to do at times, but we are called to live a holy life, uh, a life just like Jesus lived, to love like Jesus, to be generous like Jesus, to just be bold and pray bold prayers over people, to be healed. Like, that's, that's scary. I don't know if you ever tried doing that. It's scary to pray bold prayers because you're like, well, if you don't get healed, I'm sorry. I, I prayed bold prayers. But it's not your fault. We're called to live a holy life. So that means loving people. Just like we talked about two weeks ago, loving people. That is one of our main calls. That's one of the best things. If you don't know what to do to witness to someone, just love them. Like, just be there for them. Uh, be always like, hey, you need something? Like, you want to talk? Like, and not be judgmental in it either. Just be loving. Then the second thing is, when we're called, God doesn't call us because of our works. He doesn't call us because, man, you know what? I think George, he's a great chef. He's really good at making French toast. You know what? I want him to be a chef. He doesn't look at your works or what you're good at to call you at something. He calls you because of that's just who he is, and he's gracious, and he's like, he could do it on his own, but he chooses to use us and in those things. Like, it blows my mind, like, why would you use me, God, sometimes? Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just make it up as I go, and God still uses me, and we're going to fail at times. We're going to mess up, but God is still gracious, and he's always going to use us because that's just who he is. Then uh, his purpose and grace. So when he calls us, it isn't just for our purpose, but it's for everyone else's purpose that we come, purpose that we come in contact with. So you're going through the grocery store. You think you're just going to get some bread at the grocery store with your mom. No, you're going to the grocery store sometimes to talk to that cashier who's maybe having a bad day because the person in front of you that paid was not so nice and they were grouchy and they need like a smiling face or someone who's just like, hey, how's your day? Because not, they may not get that all the time. Like, I remember I worked at Brahms in Springfield. Some of you may not know what that is. It's like a, kind of like a McDonald's. But I worked at Brahms, and I used to work like the drive-through window. And I remember sometimes there's these people who come through, and you're like, Jesus, help me to love them like you love them. Because they, I could just tell by the tone of their voice through the, on the speaker that they were not having a good day, and they weren't very nice. I'm like, they're going to snip at me or something, and I'm, God help me because I do not want to snip back. And that, like, the people you come into contact with, you don't know what they're going through. They just need someone who's patient and loving and not snippy back at them. Like, just be patient with them and love them. See, our, when God calls us, it isn't always for our purpose. It's for everyone else. And then the last thing is, the call that God has placed on your life, maybe you don't know it yet, but he, he given it to you before you were even thought of. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you before you were born, and I consecrated you and appointed you a prophet to all nations. See, this is to the prophet Jeremiah. We're not all called to be prophets, but I think uh, this verse means so much to us too. See, God knows us before we're even born. He knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're going to be. Like, he placed you here on purpose. It isn't an accident that you're here in the 2019 and the world's going crazy. The political views are outlandish and, like, everything is crazy. He didn't do it. Like, it isn't an accident. 
that you've been placed here. He did it on purpose. See, nothing is a surprise to God. Your calling is a surprise to God. And it's very vital to how we live. If we live with knowing that God has made us for this time, we are able to walk, live out a life in this time. So, uh, so God created you on purpose for a purpose. And that's like the main idea I want you to hear, me from, hear from me tonight. Maybe you're hearing like, Luke, I've, all I've heard my whole entire life is I'm a mistake or I'm an accident. And I, I like, I, I, what do you mean I was made on purpose for a purpose? God, see, nothing is an accident to God. Like everything is planned and he knows everything. And just because you are viewed as a mistake or an accident, you're not a mistake or an accident to God. He's placed you here for a purpose and he has a calling for your life. And he wants to use you for great things. So in the next 20 minutes, we're going to go into our fam times. And I just want to encourage you to just allow God to speak to you in these moments. The leaders are going to share, uh, like, maybe a personal testimony from their life, too, about their calling. I just want you to be encouraged that, like, just because you don't know your calling yet doesn't make you any less of a Christian. Or maybe you know your calling, but you're doubting it. It's okay to doubt. It's just not okay to live in the doubt. So in these next few moments, let's go into our fam times. Uh, maybe you're here and you're like, I know my calling. And that's awesome. I'm glad you know your calling. And I just want to encourage you to keep pursuing after God and allow God to continue speaking to you about like what he is calling you to and allow him to grow you and stretch you to become a better leader that he's calling you to be. Or maybe you're here and you're like, I don't even know what I'm called to do. I want to encourage you, not everyone's called to be a pastor or a worship pastor or a kid's pastor. You may be called to be a construction worker or a teacher or a doctor or a dentist or maybe just an entrepreneur. I was just talking to Pastor Jeremy about a guy that's in the church that is an entrepreneur. And you don't have to be a pastor to impact the kingdom, to spread the gospel. You can do it wherever you're at. And where you're at is where you're called to be as well.